Welcome to the Real Estate Trainer Podcast with your host, Brian Eisenhower. This podcast is brought to you by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. ICC provides customized and structured coaching and training programs for real estate agents and team leaders, representing many of the top producing agents in North America. ICC also offers broker and owner consulting on agents recruiting, training, and retention. For more info, visit EisenhowerCoaching.com or find us on Facebook. What is the difference between top producing agents and low producing agents? It's having that abundant mindset and having the knowledge of the difference in those two focuses. And if you can establish that, if you can articulate that with your own crazy town mayor in your own head and with your coach and with your agents or whoever you're with, I'm telling you right now, it can make a very, very big difference in your trajectory to mastery and to success. This is really important here. When we look at the difference between activities and results as human beings, there's my favorite business author of all time and and leader and thought leader. I'm going to date myself here because it's not John Maxwell or Gary Vee. It's Stephen Covey. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and um, I think you got to be north of uh, at least 40 years old to, to, to know who that is. But Stephen Covey was kind of the yesteryear business guru out there. And he talks about a lot of concepts that have become near and dear to, to everything we coach and train to our leaders and our teams and our agents. And the big one he'd always talk about is the difference between activities and results. Um, I refer to them as activity-based indicators and results-based indicators. He refers to them as lead measures and lag measures. And he does it in his his famous book, The Four Disciplines of Execution, which is his second famous book. His most famous book, I think, is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That's his most famous one. But the one that I love is The Four Disciplines of Execution because it's a nuts and bolts type of book about how you should run an organization. It's more for leaders. And in there, he talks about discipline number two, focus on the lead measures, not the lag measures. Focus on the activities, not the results. And agents, we always focus on results. But unfortunately, when you focus on results, it leads you to think like a business by default, not like a business by de- design. And here's what I mean by that. You're, when you think about results, it's like, wow, here's how many I've sold year to date. Those are my results. Here's how many I've got under contract right now. Those are my results. I can't, if I focus on my results, I can't do anything with it. Like. I've only closed 15 houses here today. I've only closed 15 here today. I mean, I'm just going to dwell on it. Either that's good, bad, or whatever. But there's nothing I can do with that information. It can maybe motivate me a little bit if it's not enough. If it's too, if it's more than normal, though, it might make me want to be lazy. I don't know. But other than that, I can't do much with it. But if I focus on the activities that get me closings, that get me listings, that get me houses under contract, now it's something actionable. So did I call five people in my sphere of influence today? Did I do all my upcoming client event contacts or invitations today? Did I get on Facebook and do all my 10, 10, five, my likes, my comments, my shares? Did I engage on social media with my SOI like I had planned today? Did I plan today? Am I time blocking at all? Those are activities that generates results. 
So that's why we always focus on the activities. We don't just sit around and analyze our results. If we analyze our results, we just become that log floating down the river, hoping it takes us in a good place. We just let the market, if the market goes down, we go down. If sales go down, we go down. You have no control. That's a business by default. A business by design is quite the opposite. A business by design means we're taking control. And the way you take control is you focus on activities. All of a sudden you're, so a lot of people do, this is why I can't stand. I mean, I told you many a times, I mean, I've you know watched thousands of agents join real estate over the years through my different businesses and, and brokerages and things like that. And it's hilarious how many get into the business just because they like houses and they watch HGTV all the time. I just love houses. Houses are the best. I just love them. Love them. I love the windows. I love the lighting. I like interior design. I love it all. Well, unfortunately, you're in the wrong business. Then go decorate people's flips. This has nothing. I mean, you get to look at that, but it does not help you succeed in this business. People are going to pick the own houses they want. They're not going to rely on you. Is this the one I like? I don't know. You know, they, that doesn't happen. They know. You open the doors. Your job is to get people. So if you're not good at putting yourself out there or having the discipline required and the mindset required to block time, energy, and focus towards meeting and getting engaged with new clients you haven't met yet, we've got a big problem. And it's a correctable problem. You don't have to naturally like those things. I don't know many people that do. The point of the matter is you have to be self-aware enough to do them or more importantly, get someone to help you do them i.e. a coach or a mentor or accountability partner or something, because you're probably not going to do it on your own. It just comes from endless experience because it's uncomfortable stuff and we like to stay in comfort. And I'm an uncomfortable type of dude. Make sense? So that's the idea. So the whole point here is we got to focus on the activities first. So how relative are those activities to you? Do, do you have the activities time blocked? Are they that important to you? Are, are, are you focusing on them? Or is the only thing you have written down your results, all your pending contracts and how many you've closed here today? If that's all you know, if that's all you focus on, then you're focusing on the results. You're focusing on the lag measures, not the lead measures. How about your activities? Are those written down? Are you committed to those somehow? Are those in your calendar? Are those on a dashboard or a scoreboard? Are you meeting with someone regularly to talk about your activities? The results be damned. If you focus on the activities, we know that the results will follow. We can have, I mean, we're not talking about rocket science here. This is stuff, I mean, no one's telling you anything to do anything like inventive. I mean, this stuff's been tested and proven, you know, whether you're calling FISBOs, expired, your sphere of influence, your door knocking, find a model that works and then repeat it until it becomes habitual, until you master it and the results will follow. And that's the key there. Make sense? That's the key. So over and over again, we've got to adopt that activities-based focus over and over again. And, and there's a principle that Stephen Covey talks about in a big, big way. And it, he calls it big rocks, right? And what he does is he takes, I'm not going to do this for you because it would require a lot of stuff, but he has this big glass cylinder. And he talks about how throughout the day, we have these things we have to make ourselves do, the activities, right? That's the most important stuff. We know that if we can time block an hour, two hours, even three hours a day, you pick on that one, 
to make our contacts, to plan, to, you know, uh, systematize, to put our stuff in the CRM, to reach out to our sphere of influence, to engage on social media, all the different things we can do to lead generate. We coach and train them all. And, you know, there's, there's hundreds of options, but they're all proven and tested. So it's gotta be one of those things, not something stupid that hasn't been proven because there's plenty to prove from. If we put all our little stuff in the day without prioritizing first, our little rocks, our pebbles, like answer our emails first during the day, respond to our phone calls, show up to an office meeting, um, then go to the MLS tour caravan, then go preview a few open houses, then go to lunch with two of my realtor friends to pick their brain. And if we fill our day with that kind of stuff, we're never going to have to, those are what we call the little rocks, the pebbles, the, the gravel, the sand your whole day will fill up. It'll be three or four o'clock and that whole glass cylinder is filled with the little rocks. And then we try to take our big rocks, which is lead generate, prospect, the important stuff we know we need to do, the activities we're supposed to be focused on to get the results we want. We try to fit those in on the top. They don't fit in my day. And I say, I'm just too busy with all my stuff. I'm too busy with work to lead generate, which is asinine. You did no work all day. You just did a bunch of crazy stuff. The most important stuff you could do that determines your success you didn't do. So then he dumps all the sand out and Stephen Covey puts that big glass cylinder up in front of him. And then he puts the big rocks in the day first. I'm gonna start the day with lead generation. I'm gonna start the day with my big rocks. And I'm gonna get done with all those big rocks by you know 11 a.m., let's say, maybe noon. Then I'm gonna to go to lunch and then I'm gonna come back and I'm not gonna have anything interrupt those time blocks every single morning. And then there's plenty of time. Then he pours all the sand and all the gravel on top of the big rocks and it all sinks in and all of everything fits. All the sand and gravel slides in between those big rocks and now the big rocks and all of the sand fit in the same container. It's the most amazing. So if you Google or YouTube Stephen Covey big rocks, you're gonna love it. It's black and white, it's kind of weird. And he does it like with one of those old school Century 21 agents that's like got the old mustard. It's not even mustard. It's like faded mustard yellow. Like it's been in the sun for three weeks. And she's up there like doing the demo with him. But it's black and white. But you can see her mustard. I, no, no, it's not black and white. It's like Technicolor, that old school color that makes that yellow just pop. And uh, so uh, you could take a look at the big rocks. And that's the whole concept. We, you know, you've probably heard of Pareto principle from the Italian philosopher Pareto, how he first discovered in Italy way back in the 1600s that, you know, 20% of the people in Italy owned 80% of the land in Italy. That's where the Pareto principle came from, right? And then 80% of the people, the mass poverty group, only owned 20% of the land. Well, that 80-20 principle has been you know, passed on into just about every industry and, and they found through science that it, 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 it works in income, it works in, you know, lots of different areas, lots of different communities, but where it's really come into play is time management. That only 20% of what we do in a day gets us 80% of our results. And 80% of what we do is just kind of the sand, the gravel, barely gets us any of our results. Responding to emails, you know, all, you could always make the argument those things are needed, you know, you know, uh, going to office meetings, going in, and I, I know everybody wants people to go to the office meetings, but if it gets in the way of your lead generation, no way, that's your family. Because your lead generation is part of your 20%. That must get done first. 
I know it's fun to go to your MLS tour and caravan. It's fun to hang out, drink coffee, but it's not gonna get you a lot of results. Yeah, you can make the arguments because I get to see the new houses face to face. I'll get to know them better. Well, that's great, but not if it doesn't leave room for your big rocks. If that's your excuse, then we gotta rethink it. Gotta put your 20% in first. Those are your big rocks or your 20. Your 80% is the sand. Cause you can always justify like a victim any reason for not doing the activities that are going to get you the results. And the smarter you are, the better you are justifying. You can get more creative with your argument. That's why dumb people finish first in real estate. So be dumb and just listen, be humble, be coachable. Just do it, right? Just do it. Si se puede. Okay. So that's the whole idea. Okay. So that's why in the, and, 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 and smart agents know this smart agents, top producers, highly successful people know that their 20% of activities that get some 80% of their results, their big rock activities. Those are the income producing activities. The 80% temptation activities that only get you 20% of your results, your small rocks, sand and gravel. Those are your business servicing activities. Usually we're so busy with our customer service, managing our two pending contracts. Ooh, we have no time to lead generate, which blows my mind. Like, I don't know what you're doing on two pending contracts to work 40 hours a week. So you have no time. Like what on earth could you be doing with two pending contracts to leave no available hours in the day to lead generate? You better have five pending at all times, at all times, before you even begin to have a problem with continuing to time block for lead management. And take it from someone who's coached thousands of people. I know when it's time for a problem. And if you're not five pending all the time, you got plenty of time, plenty of time. Well, what about my kids and what about this? And, but they don't do this. See how it's starting to come in your head right now? See how the victims start sneaking into all of us? Well, it's different for me because of this. And I don't know, I just gotta blame, complain and justify all the time like a victim. We gotta get out of scarcity, shut that down. You're the mayor of crazy town and force yourself to turn it down and come from abundance. Focus on the income producing activities the business you don't have yet. Business servicing is saying I'm too busy showing my one active buyer a lot of houses. An active buyer, even though he hasn't, isn't under contract yet, is still a client and that's customer service. That's a bird in the hand. We gotta go get more birds to survive in this business. We can't just have one client, two clients, three clients. We have to be able to carve out time to always be getting more business so we never shut our marketing department down. Real businesses always keep their sales and marketing departments up. They don't devote all their time to customer service. No good business does, no business I wanna own. So we've gotta devote time to the activities, the activity-based indicators, the lead measures, the big rocks, the 20%, whatever you want to call them. 
the income producing activities, okay? And if you're just focused on your existing clients, you gotta understand the difference between lead generation and lead conversion. Lead generation is going out and getting new business. That's income producing activity. Lead conversion is converting a lead or a client you're already working with. That's a big difference. I've watched agents on real estate teams say that they're big hot shots and they're successful and they sold 30 houses this year. And then I look up and I say, how many of those leads were provided to them from the team? Maybe the eight, the lead agent, the Rainmakers SOI, or maybe from some online lead source or an ISA lead or, you know, a lead from Zillow or something. Well, I mean, most of those were Zillow leads or most of those were from online prospecting. Oh yeah, but I mean, I converted them all. Well, that's different. That's different. Because lead generation is the name of the game in real estate. If you don't, if you don't generate a business where you've generated the leads, you are nowhere near mastery yet. You're probably at step two at best. Conscious incompetence. You don't even know how to lead generate yet. All you're doing is practicing conversion all day long. And yes, there's most of the works there. There's a lot of work in converting. But lead generating, I mean, if you don't have leads to convert, you're going to starve. Which means you have not mastered the entire field of real estate yet. And lead generation is the most important, highest dollar per hour activity in real estate. Because you're always going to be dependent on someone to give you leads, whether it be the market, which goes up and down and can be rather fickle or another agent or a rainmaker or something to survive. Because if, if, if that if that source gets shut down, you're out of business, you're broke. The highest dollar okay. per hour activity in real estate is the ability to lead generate. Whether you're recruiting, those are the highest paid people in real estate. The top recruiters are the highest paid people in real estate. They can recruit people. Second highest paid people, because those people generate, you know, business, are the people, the second highest paid people are the people that generate the business, right? Those people can actually generate listings. If you cannot generate those two things out of thin air, then you work for one of those other people, which means all you do is convert. You need that other person to put the food on your plate. You're the one that has to get the knife out and cut it. Does that make sense? You're the one that has to get the knife out and cut it. So it's very important to master lead generation and master those habits. And not just think that because you're working so hard converting that you don't have time to lead generate. No, your mark, if you're not lead generating and all you're doing is converting, your marketing department shut down. And now all you can do is scramble to, to like, if you've got five current buyers, all you can do is try to convert as many of them as you can. That's why those types of agents always go into scarcity mode. Why do they go into, they're the ones that worry about their commission splits all the time. I got to go to this brokerage for that commission split or this team for that commission split, because I have to, I can't grow. I don't know how to grow. I'm not that leader.
All I got to worry about is my costs and my expenses because I can't generate any new business myself. The only way I can maximize my situation is keep my expenses down because I've only got these five clients. How can I get the most out of them? You see what I'm saying? So it's only those types of agents. And if you look at the top producing agents, they're always, they have the highest expenses. They have the lowest profit margins. They're not at the discount brokerages because they know how to get more business. They're okay with investing in their business. They're okay with that. They come from abundance. It's the scarcity based people that are just concerned about getting the most they can out of each sale. They're the followers of the world. They're the bottom feeders. They're in step one and two. They are either, you know, unconsciously incompetent or they are consciously incompetent, but they are incompetent because they don't get it. They don't get it. They don't understand. They don't think they can get more business. They have not learned how to lead generate. They have not learned how to generate new business, new agents, new listings. They are dependent on somebody else because they're stuck in lead conversion. And to me, when people ask me, what is the difference between top producing agents and low producing agents? It's having that abundant mindset and having the knowledge of the difference in those two focuses. Does that make sense? And if you can establish that, if you can articulate that with your own crazy town mayor in your own head and with your coach and with your agents or whoever you're with, I'm telling you right now, it can make a very, very big difference in your trajectory to mastery and to success. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Trainer Podcast, sponsored by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. For more information about real estate coaching or to watch Brian's training videos, check out therealestatetrainer.com or find us on social media. And remember, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available.